This is CliffCentral.com. Um, every couple of weeks we get Run in here to talk to us about cryptocurrency, and we've got him here for about 20 minutes. So I'm thrilled. You Take uh, your calls, your questions, your ideas, whatever you need to find out about uh, Bitcoin, about Ethereum, about all the other cryptocurrencies. We'll get into those in a minute. And uh, Ron, nice to see you, dude. How are you? Very good. How are you? Good. How can I not be good with with the Bitcoin you, price you're even, it is? You're wearing a Bitcoin t-shirt. <laughs> did you have that made or did you yes, buy it? Yes, I did. I had, you had it made. made. <laughs> I actually had a whole lot of caps for you guys today, but I oh, lost my so car cool. keys. So I got you in my wife's car. You lost your car keys? Yeah. And all so you can buy a great cryptocurrency, but you can't even hang on to your car. Yeah, well. You know what people are going to say? All those anti-Bitcoin people are going, you see, he's just an idiot. <laughs> all right, so Ron, when you last came in here, it was a couple of weeks ago, and we were saying, oh, my God, it just crossed 10000 $10,000. No, it only crossed 10000 two weeks ago for the first time. I think when I was so last it was less year, than that. It was 5000 Oh, my God. Yeah. Let, let me give you perspective. Two weeks ago, I was standing on Times Square in New York at a cryptocurrency conference, and I was watching my phone to see if Bitcoin would go over $10,000. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Today we look at Bitcoin. It's at sixteen thousand. Yeah. It was at seventeen thousand last night. I saw that. And um, I don't think we'll ever see ten thousand again. You think it's going to just keep going up and up and up? I think we will have dips along the way. Sure, of course. But I think the trend is going to be up and to the right. So you said something interesting to me because I asked you, you know, would you be buying into the two biggest ones, Bitcoin or Ethereum, now? And you said it depends on what you, how long you want to hold it for. Yeah, look, I think if you're a short-term trader, if you're a day trader or a month trader or you want to get in and out of stuff, then I'm not sure it's the best time to buy. They've both had big runs. Mm. Ethereum I saw this morning at like $550. Went up 10% yesterday. Yeah, but that's nothing. There was a coin called Litecoin. I mean, Yeah, I saw Litecoin screaming ahead as well. So Litecoin has doubled itself in the last week, less than a week. It doubled itself. Monero, the South African maintained coin, is maintained by Fluffy Pony, he calls himself on Twitter. Right. And that's also doubled itself in the last week. I wanted to buy some of that. I don't know how, but we'll get into that in a second. So a couple of things. Um, first of all, th- th- this is all anyone's talking about anymore. <laughs> I was saying to Mabali and to, and to Sia earlier that everywhere you go now, you meet people who you never guess are interested in this stuff. And it's all they can talk about. You know, I've got a, a, a black friend of mine who is a Sutu guy, and he says, Mara, we told them. Oh, right. Mara, He was in on it early. We told them. We've been saying. We've been screaming. We told you guys. Right. In the beginning of the year, the crypto market cap was $20 billion. Yeah. Today, the crypto market cap is $460 billion. <laughs> we wow. T- we told you at $20 billion to buy <laughs> Uh, there are also those people, I just want to get these things out of the way because they irritate me a little bit. There are people who say that, oh, well, you know, the whole Bitcoin thing uses up more electricity than the whole of Denmark, and that's a bad thing. It doesn't use up more electricity than, than mining gold by, Correct. by any means. I saw that graph. Yeah, not only that, um, they are changing the proof-of-work mining algorithm. Some coins are going to a proof-of-stake mining algorithm. It's quite a technical thing, but essentially that does use a whole lot less power. So, mm. so. I'm I'm not a a big fan of that. Tell me about the whales. So the whales are people who have big stashes of 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 crypto. Uh, they used to categorize them, although I think those categorizations have fallen flat. It used to be someone who had a hundred plus Bitcoin or two hundred plus Bitcoin, but um, I think that that's now for, oh, sorry a thousand plus Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But I think that's now fallen away because if you've got a thousand plus Bitcoin, you've got seventeen billion dollars. Sorry, seventeen million dollars. That's no. that's that's okay. a big number. It is a big. Let number. me give you perspective. 55 bitcoins equals a million dollars. In the beginning of the year, 
55 bitcoins was $25,000. Wow. Just, just, just do some maths here. That's phenomenal. That's crazy. All right. Let's not get uh, carried away because people always tell the good stories. And Mabali was saying earlier, there must be a lot of people who've bet on certain currencies that have just failed um, or that haven't started up properly yet. Uh, there, there are other people who are saying, well, we must move money into this and out of that. And people who are mortgaging their houses and ridiculous, stupid stuff. Yeah. So I've got a, a hashtag that I use. And the hashtag is, you are not a genius. And uh, the hashtag is all about the fact that if you're not making money in this market, where the crypto market has doubled itself in the last 30 days, where the crypto market has 10x'd itself this year, if you're not making money here, then don't try skydiving because skydiving is not for you. In other words, even fools could have made money in this. You can throw – I'll I'll share a story with you. I I got bored the other day, so I threw a dart. Literally, I went any, mini money, moan. I poked something. And I woke up and I bought it. And the next morning I woke up, it doubled itself. That's the state <laughs> that we're in at the moment. <laughs> it's very dangerous. I'm part of a whole lot of crypto groups. And I can see the hype and the euphoria yeah. that, that's going on. What scares me more than people losing money, because eventually this thing is going to come down a little bit. What scares me more than people losing money is that these people have found a whole new lifestyle. They're like addicted to the dopamine rush and the adrenaline oh, yeah. rush. And now on chat groups all day long. I mean, people with full-time jobs mm-hmm. are on chat groups all day long, and all they're doing is talking about crypto, crypto, crypto. Yeah, I want to see those guys go back to a life without crypto, where they're not waking up at three in the morning to check their phones, where they actually have to speak to their wives. You know, it's this is <laughs> could be interesting. Yeah. All right, let's look at. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned the whales, so I found out that those two guys who say that Zuckerberg stole the Facebook idea from them, they the Winklevosses, they are whales. whales, right? They. How much did they buy? So they're the first publicly announced billionaires on uh, on crypto, which wow. yeah. But um, I don't think they're the only ones. Um, Roger Ver, who yeah. is um, an old bit, an old hand at Bitcoin, and I don't want to say the founder of Bitcoin Cash, but one of the biggest proponents, he is rumored to have three hundred thousand Bitcoin. Wow. Yeah, three hundred thousand Bitcoin. You can do the maths. I think he puts him on the top ten richest people in, in the world for sure. Um, I don't think he'd publicize it though. And he lives 50% of his time in Japan and 50% of his time everywhere else. So he doesn't become a tax resident anyway. Huh. It's clever. Very clever. Wow. You see, I like that. That To me, what I've been having discussions with people about isn't so much the value of it because how do you determine these prices when they're up and down like they are? Um, it's not so much that it's a currency because I think it's a repository of value. But I think it's more ex- exciting to me because it involves less government and less external forces that you don't have to give agency to. So I want to talk to you about two things. Uh, I posted a, uh, a tweet yesterday, which was a poll to see what percentage of people's wealth was actually sitting in crypto. And I got one comment from a, a lady in Venezuela, and she said, 100% of my wealth is sitting in crypto. Because if, I, if anything that's not sitting in crypto is not wealth. In so Venezuela, in yeah. In Venezuela. Sure. So that, that, um, that gives you some perspective as to how important this thing is. I also think that we're now at a point where even if governments wanted to shut it down, they couldn't. It's too, too far gone, It's right? too far gone. Great. But isn't that good? Well, it's amazing. You know, think about this. There's $450 billion in dollars in crypto today. If a government had to ban it, what would be the run on the government stock market, on, on, the, on, the, on the normal stock market? Mm. Because people lose all this crypto cash. They'd have to get the cash from somewhere, and they'd start withdrawing Withdrawing their from their stocks, yeah. Yeah. So you, you talked about Bitcoin as a financial asset or a currency. or Yeah. So it's like uh, an upgrade of gold. Well, it's actually not because uh, this is a fantastic concept. I'm sure you'll love this concept. All right. I have a friend of mine. His name is Spencer Bogart, and he came up with this analogy. He says um, 
He says that Bitcoin is a platypus. Now, what is a platypus? It's like it's not really a crocodile and it's not really a bird. It's like it's, it's like a mix between a reptile a, and a bird and a mammal and a mammal. So, so let me give you lays eggs. Yeah, it's it's, it's like yeah. a mix. Yeah, it's a mix. And, and it's not very good at being one, and it's not very good at being the other, but it's very good at being a platypus. Okay. Now, Bitcoin is often compared to a currency, yeah. and it's often compared to a commodity. Yeah. Now, the currency people will tell you it's not a currency because the transaction fees are high. The commodity people will tell you it's not a commodity because it just doesn't fit the characteristics of a commodity. The main characteristic is if you think about it, gold, there's almost an infinite supply of. You just keep mining. They keep finding repositories. They go deeper and deeper and deeper, and Mm. you can keep mining gold. So gold actually has a decreasing um, uh, rate of mining, but you can carry on mining it forever. Bitcoin is fixed. Yeah, so there are only, what, 16 million? Today, 16 or 17 million, and there will be 21 million in, in a couple of years. But what I'm saying to you is, so it's not really a commodity. So it's not a currency, and it's not a commodity. And so people so must stop. So we stop trying to apply definitions it's that don't apply. It's a crypto asset. It's okay. a new type of asset class. Now, the one thing that I'm, I'm not sure that you, you've clicked on or anyone's clicked on about why Bitcoin is so, so, so valuable. It's the first time in the world that we have a programmable financial asset let me explain to you what i mean i can send you a bitcoin which has a a value Mm -hmm. and i can say that the only time that that bitcoin will be released is if my signature and bali's signature are on that are are opening right which means that what i'm doing is i'm programming a financial asset and i'm transferring a programmed financial asset from me to you today in other words there's no one who can steal it along the way it's programmed it's at you but it'll only open when we sign let me give you an, let me give you another example. Let me give you a send you a financial asset that only opens itself up in 2020 on the first of the first right. 2020. So you're holding the financial asset. Right. You don't have to have a lawyer. There's no estate. There's no contracts. And in 2020, as the clock goes 2020, the Bitcoin will release itself to you, or the wallet will open to you. So for the first time in history, what we have is we have a programmable financial asset. That's fantastic. That means, That's the value of Bitcoin. Now, I mean, just from the point of view of inheritance, like if you have a kid and you leave them all these Bitcoins, but you program it to only open up in, you know, 2042 or whatever. Yeah. So I, I've actually done that. Yeah? And, and the program says something like this. The kid can either have his money on my passing away yeah. with his mother's signature yeah, or when the, the Bitcoin dollar price equals a certain number, yeah. which protects him in case the thing starts falling, dropping, dropping or when the Bitcoin <laughs> price goes above, uh, below a certain, so within a range, okay. or when he hits a certain age. Okay. And so that's... So you don't have to have a lawyer administer that. You don't have to have complicated family arguments about it. It's what Run wanted because he programmed it's it. It's programmed into the system. It that's can, fantastic. It can never be changed. And you know what the best thing is? My son's already holding that Bitcoin in his own wallet. So it's not like I can take it back. It's, no, it's, it's there. His now. The programmed financial <coughs> asset now right. sits in his wallet. That's amazing. So th- this is good because it will also eliminate corruption and theft in so many respects. It eliminates – I have a theory that governments get their power from treasury. So the, the, the man who controls the wallet is, is, is mm-hmm. the man that wins. Yeah. Now, governments control treasury, and tr- that's why they have so much power because they're in control of all the money. But now they're being disintermediated. So now what happens to governments? Where do governments get their power from? If you don't have money, you don't have power. So where are governments going to derive their power from? So I may be smoking something, but looking far down the line, I don't know where governments are going to derive their power from. I don't know where the governments will be relevant. 
Exactly. Because I mean, what's the point of having them if they don't actually control anything anymore? A government and we don't need them. I've said this for, for a couple of months now. I've realized like they're, they're not going to do anything for you and me. Yeah. Imagine we could, you could program your taxes. Imagine yeah. you could pay taxes and program the financial asset called taxes to release themselves right. to certain things. I mean, we're thinking a long way away, but this is Or even not have to pay taxes because you'd pay for your own municipal stuff and the things that you actually used, and you wouldn't have to pay for things that you didn't. Through a program financial asset. Correct. And it doesn't involve anybody dipping their filthy hands into the treasury. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I like this. this a, lot of people, a lot of people that we know may be without a job, though. Yes, that's good. Yeah. Some dinosaurs need to die out and become extinct. Yep. All right. Let's talk about these other cryptocurrencies and, and where you can buy them. People keep asking me, and I don't know a goddamn thing. So you're the guy who can help us. Okay. So let's look. If at I want to buy, you mentioned Monero or Litecoin or any of the others. So let me make it very simple. Today, there are 1,360 cryptocurrencies with a market cap of 460 billion. If you look at the primary <coughs> South African exchange, right. Uh, and probably the only one that I would use today, the exchange is called Luno. And the reason why I'd use them is because I know the guys and they, they have a They're great a South exchange. African company. They're, well, they're a Singaporean company, but the guys are South African. Okay. Now, um, the problem with, with them is that they only offer Bitcoin and Ethereum. So I get a hundred tweets a day asking me, yeah. where do I buy IOTA? Where do I buy Monero? Where do I buy Civic? The answer is very simple. The first thing that you need to do is you need to put Bitcoin in. Rands into the system and buy Bitcoin or Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Now you've got Bitcoin or Ethereum and you're storing those Bitcoin or it's Ethereum. It's like having the US dollar when you travel. Exactly. And you store it on Luna. So you've got, you've got your, your Bitcoin or Ethereum and your Bitcoin and Ethereum on Luna. Now you want to go and buy Monero. So you go to a website called coinmarketcap.com. Coinmarketcap.com. Yeah, I'm going to go there now. So that website is more viewed than the Wall Street Journal today, just to give you a good stat. Wow. Yeah, 40% more viewed than the Wall Street Journal. Um, and <laughs> if you look at that, it's got a list of all the cryptocurrencies. Now, if you click right. on a cryptocurrency, and I'm clicking on Monero. Yes. And you click on the tab that says Markets. Yes. You can see all the exchanges that the coin is trading on. It's trading on Bithumb. It's trading on Bitfinex. It's trading on HitBTC. Yeah. Now what you have to do is you have to go and open an account at those one of those exchanges. Because now it's telling you, look, on all these exchanges, you can buy Monero. So you open an account on one of these exchanges. You then send your Bitcoin or Ethereum from Luno to the new exchange. Now what will happen is if you've, let's say you've got one Bitcoin in Luno. Mm-hmm. You send the one Bitcoin to Bitfinex, for example. Right. And now your one Bitcoin is sitting on Bitfinex. Yes. And now on Bitfinex, you can liquidate it for US dollars. Right. Or you can, and, and use the US dollars to buy Monero. Or you can swap your Bitcoin for Monero if the exchange trades, instead of trading Monero for US dollars, Monero for Bitcoin. I got you. So it's very important. Take your, first you got to get into the system. You get into the system by buying Bitcoin or buying Ethereum on any exchange or from any dealer or anywhere you can get it. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, you get your receive address from your new exchange where, you, where Monero is trading, and you transfer your tokens, your Bitcoin, from Luno to Bitfinex, and then you use the Bitcoin on Bitfinex to buy Monero. Right. When you're finished, when you want to sell your Monero, you sell your Monero, you buy Bitcoin, and you transfer the Bitcoin back to Luno, and then you cash it out for rands. So in other words, you never – because people are always concerned, like if I put money into the system, how hard is it to get it out? It's much easier than – it's the same as a bank. It's like a highway. It's got, it's got oh. on-ramps and off-ramps. Now, in South Africa, our on-ramp and our off-ramp are Luno. So yeah. Luno 
allow you to put money in and take money out. Right. And that's why they're so stringent on their Know Your Client or KYC protocol, mm-hmm. which is where they take your passport and your proof of address and whatever else. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, are there any situations where these exchanges collapse or where, the, where they lose um, connection or, they, or, they, or they're not able to monitor or there's sudden movements that shut them down or freeze them? Very often. And what for, happens? So let's talk about a few things that can happen to an exchange. All the exchanges are currently freezing at times when there's big price rises and big price dips. Okay. Why? Because too many people are trying to buy and sell. I thought that was a crypto problem until the Bitcoin futures contract launched on the CBOE on Sunday night, which is the Chicago Board of Exchange, which is mm-hmm. one of the biggest futures exchanges in the world. And guess what? What? Bitcoin trading crashed the Chicago Board of Exchange. Wow. So that, in other words, this happens on markets all over. Because there's just too much demand. So I've been trying to trade some fast trades on Bitfinex, which is one of the best or the biggest exchanges in the world. And when I want to put in a fast trade, sometimes the trade freezes. Mm. It's just one of those things because there's too many people buying or selling. Um, I do recommend that people only trade on a reputable exchange. Why? Because if the exchange gets hacked and your tokens get stolen, your tokens are gone. And I also recommend that you buy yourselves or get yourselves an offline wallet, a wallet that's not stored on an exchange. And when you've got your Bitcoins, if you want to hold your Bitcoins or your Ethereum, store them on a physical wallet that right. cannot be stolen. Do your trades there on the exchange, but don't store it. Correct. Okay, because okay. if the exchange gets hacked, your money is gone. You're not insured. It's not, it's not a regulated exchange with, with insurance. The money's gone. Okay. Got you. All right, that sounds useful. So um, you go to the go to this uh, the site that you mentioned earlier. This is called CoinMarketCap.com, and you can find all the exchanges, and you choose one. Run doesn't care, but use a reputable one. Yeah, you can use you can look at all the cryptocurrencies. There's a link to their websites and what they do, um, and also all the exchanges that they trade on. So now I, I I hesitate to do this because I don't like the idea that we're giving anybody advice. Because you do this, you do it at your own risk, and. There are lots and lots of people who don't seem to understand this. But what we're doing is we're trying to explain a, 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 a situation that has developed around a new kind of asset class. That's all we're trying to do. If you want to get in, you get in, but that's on your own head. And if you don't want to get in, we respect that too. Um, there are going to be lots of arguments in the future about all of this, and hopefully we'll be able to cover some of those aspects. But when it comes to when the right time is to get in, is there a better time than now? Depends what your holding period is. Um, if you're looking at it long term, it doesn't matter whether you, when I say long term, a couple of years, it doesn't matter whether you buy now or buy in a month. Because, okay, it may dip 10%, but it may not. And if it doesn't, mm. then you're going to miss the ride. If you're buying for trading and you're buying it to trade in the next three months, both Bitcoin, in fact, the whole crypto market's at an all time high. I'm not sure that I'd be rushing in to do it. Uh, another piece of advice for people who are buying long term, um, if you want to buy, say, for 100 Rand, put 33 Rand in now and then wait for a price move up or down before you put the rest of the money in. Oh, that's clever. Because then you can gauge which way the market's going to go. But at the same time, you don't miss out if the market goes up. So I always advise people, don't put all your money in today because what happens if we do have a correction tomorrow? Rather, just put in a third now, keep a third for later, and keep a third for great opportunities. And in this market, there are amazing opportunities that keep coming up. All right. That's some good advice. All right, Ron. Um Mabali needs to know what she's got to buy or sell. And does she, are you one of those people who would advocate to people? I mean, there's so many different philosophies here. You should uh, watch what's going on. You see this, this Chicago Board of Exchange thing. And mm. people were saying, oh, we've got to time it so that 
you buy when it goes down or when it goes up or are you one of those people or are you, no, are you, look, you looking so, at long term? So you know what? I do that for the adrenaline rush. So sure. 90% of my portfolio is in a long-term holding portfolio, which I haven't touched or which I sometimes rebalance every now and then mm-hmm. when I think, you know, when I think the coins are done. 10% of my portfolio is a whole lot of fun. Um, I day trade on it. I have fun. I post my day trades on Twitter when I do and don't buy. Um, We've been very successful lately, but that doesn't mean that I'm a genius. Hashtag I'm not a genius. Yeah. It's just because the market's been running. So I'm not a genius. It's great. And and if the market were collapsing, you'd be saying, you know, yeah. everybody's going down. All right. So uh that's something I wanted to ask you. Would would you advise people who are not at all in crypto to just have a little bit? Yes. You've got to add it to let's put it this way. So crypto has had a twenty X return this year. So that's a two thousand percent return. Your stock market portfolio, if you're lucky after Steinoff, has had a 10% return. Um, so if you had, if you had 1% of your assets yielding you 2000%, that would have added a total of 20% to your portfolio. So your portfolio would have returned 30% if you just had a, a balanced portfolio. I think what I'm trying to say is that you should have a small percentage of your portfolio in this new asset class, which is exciting and delivering at the moment abnormal returns. Mm-hmm. Um, you should do that to try and give your your portfolio a better chance of success. Like I said to you, if a portfolio manager had 99% of his portfolio in the market and 1% in crypto, regardless of what anything else happened, he would have had a 20% return on his full portfolio this year. But I want to say that with two disclaimers. The first thing is, if you're going to invest in crypto, there's two approaches, three approaches that I would adopt. The first approach that I would adopt is investing in a passive index. And we're launching an index product pretty soon for South Africans where they can, with one button, buy the index of the top 10 or top 50. Oh, that's clever. It would be like buying the Aussie, for example. The Satrix 40 or whatever it is. Satrix or something. Yeah. Yeah. The reason for that is if you don't have time to read and you don't want to pay huge management fees. Let the analysts do it for you. Well, no, not the analysts. It's a computer. It just does it on the top 10 by size Hmm. and it rebalances them every day. Um, That would have given you you this year more than a 20x return because all the top currencies have gone up much more than 20x. Um, not to say that that's ever going to be repeated. Sure. The second approach is that you can give your money to a fund manager. And yeah. I'm not trying to punt us, but we are starting a fund. But if for South Africans, sure. um, give your money to a fund manager. Any, it's like any if fund you manager. wanted to buy stocks in the, in the stock market, you'd go to an asset manager. Yeah. Sure. The third one is I say if you want to do it yourself. And I, I really encourage people to, to do it themselves. But if you're going to do it yourself, then make sure that you quit your day job and that you start reading all the research not buying and selling based on Twitter recommendations. <laughs> now I'm 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 on a I'm on a, a, a chat group. Yes. Um, which is a bunch of very smart guys in in the real world, and they're buying and selling crypto. And sometimes I I, I watch this chat group, and I want to shoot myself. These guys are buying because the coin's gone up. What they don't realize is that once the coin's gone up, there's a fifty percent chance that it's going to go down again. Yeah. And so they make some and they lose some, and when they make some, they are geniuses and when they lose some, you know, some of them want to go and see a, a, a psychologist about it. Um, the, the, the only thing that I, that I really am not encouraging people to do is to put money in crypto without understanding what the actual cryptocurrency is. Or put do. money in that you can't afford to lose. Definitely. Don't do that. Yeah. That's never a good idea. And I mean, I'm not speaking as a financial advisor or anything else, but that's just not a good idea for life. Full I, stop. I posted a, a, a poll yesterday on Twitter and I said, uh, how much of your financial wealth is sitting in, um, in crypto? Uh, under 5%, between 5 and 15%, between 15 and 25%, or above 25%. And in brackets, I put the eye of huge balls. Yeah. Now it's a bit of a skewed, it's, it's a bit of a skewed, 
poll because a lot of people put 1% of their wealth into crypto and that 1% has now become 50% because they're 50 times their money. Correct. Not unusual. But the thing that scares me is that 52% of people say that more than 25% of their wealth is sitting in crypto. Jeez. And if you scroll down, if you scroll down to the comments, you get things like the Venezuela comment where the, yeah. the lady said that. Um, someone said 90% plus. Another one says, a South African says 100% for me. Oh my God. Now, he has a guy who's playing in the riskiest asset class in the world, which has yielded the highest return. Oy, oy. And 100% of his wealth is sitting in crypto. Oy. No. Yeah. All right, Run, uh, how's our portfolio that we started? This is just a, it's like a tracking tool. Um, Run actually did put a portfolio together and he's been running it since we started doing this. How are we looking? So the portfolio started three months ago mm-hmm. at uh, 20,000 US dollars. Today the portfolio is trading at 234,608. Two, 234,608 US dollars, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not, hashtag, I'm not a genius. We've had the biggest no. bull market we've ever seen in our lives. Tokens double themselves overnight. You can throw a dart and the token will eventually go up. So what I think the message I'm trying to say is, I think I've outperformed the market, but I'm not a genius. It's, yeah. You could have done this by throwing a dart at the dartboard. <laughs> All right, man. I don't know so much, but <laughs> let's, let's keep talking. Run, uh, people can follow you on Twitter. Twitter, at CryptoManRun. Um, my show is on CNBC Africa. It's the yep. world's first cryptocurrency investment show. It's called Crypto Trader. Thursday nights at 8.30 on CNBC Africa. It's also posted onto YouTube. Right. Uh, on the channel CNBC Space Crypto Space Trader, CNBC Crypto Trader, or on CNBC Africa's page. Beautiful. Thank you, man. Always good to see you. Cool. And I will bring you guys your, your, your caps. I, I just have to find my car keys. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's do that. All right. Thank you very much, Ron. This is cliffcentral.com.